from God's point of view, it's right to honor mothers. But Mother's Day can be difficult for a lot of people. Some whose mothers are gone. Some who are women and want to be mothers and are not. And then for some who have grown up under a harsh mother or a harsh woman. So I want to take a little different direction on this. Trying to help us understand God's intent of womanhood. And we're going to look at some passages today. My concern today, and it kind of kind of fits in with chicks' worlds colliding, <laughs> if you ever heard that expression. Um, we've just done a study on who we are here at Hope through our banners. So I've been a big part of that. We've done a whole year on Job, and we have one more year to go. And I've been a big part of that, and that's affected my thinking as well in the study of uh, what God allowed Job to experience. And then the whole aspect of, of motherhood and even growing up with my mom and what that meant. And I'm, I'm concerned today, not just what the world out there is trying to put a twist on womanhood, motherhood, but I'm concerned about what the church is allowing to filter in as well in our thinking. You know, when we studied, it's God who transforms us. We looked at the passage in Romans 12, and God, through Paul, said this, do not be conformed to this world. Matthew 24 says this, as the disciples asked Jesus that question, when is your real coming going to happen? When is the end of this world? <clears throat> Jesus started to give them many, many descriptions. We are seeing many of those things now unfold. I'm not saying Jesus is coming thus and thus. He's coming soon, I believe with all my heart. And everything has fallen into place. And in Matthew 24, 24, it says this. Things will get so bad that even the elect can be deceived if that's possible. Well, who's the elect? Everyone that has been called to God in the name of Jesus. If you and I are followers of Christ, we're part of the elect. And Jesus is saying... It's possible for you to be deceived. Possible. Here's my take on that. When you and I walk with the Lord every day, and we've talked about that with being strengthened and being real <clears throat> and not fake, even off of last week's message with Dom, um, don't lean on your own understanding, but in everything you do, acknowledge God in it. God, I need your direction. Holy Spirit, fill me and guide me. Well, we will not be deceived if we are men and women of the word reading who God is, how he wants us to live, 
and telling us what's going to happen. The Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. But I'm concerned because not all of us, and we talked about this at Hope, we want to be all in. A phrase in the scripture is used, we want to be wholehearted. God has my heart. And at times I fail, but I want to tell you, my heart is, I want God to have my heart. And I want God to have your heart. And we want to be a place that we're being strengthened to accomplish that. And we look at today in our world, and I've talked to Christians who say they're followers and they're buying into some of the stuff that's going on. Let me just go back to the beginning, give us a foundation here to build our thoughts on womanhood, what God has desired for mothers and society. We're going to go to Genesis 1, 26. God said this. This is after all of creation, light, day, moon, stars, birds, fish, animals. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image. We were made in the resemblance of God, human beings. In our likeness means to model or to fashion after so that they, man and woman, may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So, God created in his own image, in the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. I'm going to stand upon God's word. God made two genders, male and female. Today, if you go on the internet or ask Siri, how many genders are there in the world? Up to 63 genders. And the world is crazy. And we cannot buy into it. Oh, there's a lot of explanations, and it's not your fault. You were born this way, all this and that. God's intent was to make man and woman. Now, in Genesis 1, when he made man and woman, they were sinless. Can them not imagine what that was like? And yet, man and woman still needed instruction from God. In their sinlessness. And he gave them explicit instructions. Things you can do and things you can't. They did not trust. They thought they were wiser. They did not obey. And they sinned. And sin entered our world. And sin is the root of every contamination that we're experiencing today. But God 
through his great wisdom and mercy and grace, has provided a way of escape. He sent his son Jesus to rescue us from a broken, sin-filled world. And we need to hang on to Jesus because it's getting crazier and crazier. Let me just share some, some news items. I went on the internet and checked this out. So I believe it's true, not fake. <laughs> Sweden has now passed a law, let alone what's happening in Sweden and how they're running their nation. It's collapsing quickly, but they passed a law that schools must, how do I want to say it? They're forcing boys in school to do all girl things. They're forcing girls to do all boy things because what's their goal? To eliminate gender. That's where we're at. Even in this country, it's sliding fast. They don't even want to put on birth certificates the mom and the dad as being male and female. They are moving towards eliminating gender. Now, you and I who know the scriptures, the God of this world, who's the father of lies, is bringing all kinds of untruth in, and the world's buying it because he has an agenda. Thanks be to God that he won't destroy God's agenda. We learned in Job, you cannot thwart God's plan. His master plan is fixed. And I want to be a part of that. Because if I'm not, deception will come in. We, as parents, not, not the church, but we've got to be careful. Parents are now, because of all this change in gender, if your child, and this is a case at four and five, decide that they believe they're a dragon, then the parents are allowing horns to be superficially put on their heads. <clears throat> are we in the last times? I believe so. Could God come in 50 years from now? Yes, he could. But when I look at scripture, when I look at what he says... When I look at, go back even into the Tower of Babel in Genesis 11, and what mankind wanted to do, they wanted to rule the world. We're moving towards that. I don't know what God will allow and won't allow, but I know there's a limit to God and what he will allow in our day. <clears throat> so my heart is that we understand God's agenda and live under that, especially today as we honor motherhood. I'm going to share some things later on to just kind of stretch that a little bit. Let me read this next verse in Genesis. Genesis 1.28. So then God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number, Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule 
over the fish in the sea, have dominion and over the birds in the air and the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. It was God's intent as a foundation for civilization to create man and woman and family. And when a nation allows this structure to be rocked and ripped apart, we are in a dangerous place. It is the backbone of our society. And I want to say this too. For all of us who may be single, who've never been able to have children, you play a crucial role in that as well. As a woman, as a man. We're going to have Father's Day next month. But we want to focus on the creation of women and what God intended. It's so important. When God created man, he made him in his image, but I believe gave him just a portion of who he is. He got man stuff. When God made woman, do you know that women are different than men? <laughs> Have you noticed that? I didn't make this overhead. It has a woman's touch. Women are made in God's image, unique and wonderful, but they're different. Hello. God, in his infinite wisdom, I use the word brilliant. There's, a, there's somebody, I, I, I racked my brain used to use that phrase, brilliant. God is brilliant that he would make man and woman uniquely different and so special and to have them come together. God calls a woman a helpmate or a companion or a partner to have dominion over this earth, to cause a civilization that can be civil. And sin has ruined that. Oh, how much we need Jesus. Let me share some verses just on God's outlook on motherhood and fatherhood. Exodus 20, 12. It's the Ten Commandments. The first four are commandments that God wants us to do towards him or not do. Then it starts off as he deals with relationships, you and I, and how we deal with each other. Exodus 20, 12, honor your father and mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God has given you. It comes with a promise. God puts a special commandment on that. Here's something Jesus said. <clears throat> For God said, honor your father and mother, and anyone who curses their father and mother is to be put to death. Now, this was in the contents of the Pharisees trying to trap them because what they did is they really didn't honor their father and mother. When it got to time where they should be the ones who care for their parents, they were saying, oh, no, we have, we have better projects to use 
our money with. So we, we can't honor our parents. Jesus is hogwash. Wants to know from his point of view, it's a capital offense to not to honor your father and mother. Matthew 19, 19. Honor your father and mother and love your neighbor as yourself. This is so neat that God joins us together because family is the foundation of society, but you've heard the expression, it takes a village to raise a child. We all play a role in the children here at Hope. Desiree can have more, but we want to be part of that family as well. <laughs> and the twins here today. This is the first time, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Go twins. Oh, God, help Andrew and Jess. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's the whole point. You women who do not have children, you don't have the title of mother, but you have the DNA of a woman that can bring nurturing to a child, and you play a huge role here at Hope. How many of our single gals went to Transnistria to love children that don't have parents? That is marvelous. We don't want to undermine all the things that God can do where we're at. Here's a great one from the wisest man that ever lived. Proverbs 10.1. A wise son brings joy to his father. You hear that, kids? But a foolish son brings grief to his mother. It does us no good to try to live our own world when we're kids. Parents were given to us as a blessing. But not every here, not everybody here has a mom and dad. Again, just the, the devastation that sin does. The ultimate of sin, it causes death. But we, won't, we want to understand what God wants to do in the midst of all the heartache and pain. Studying Job, studying these attributes, these core values on the wall, studying motherhood. I went to my own memory of my mom. There's some of you who know my mom growing up. What a blessing. Would not trade my mother for the world. She was... Growing up in our church, she would, she would take the misfits under her arm. Those ladies that would come and smell, and most people didn't want to have any part of her. Not my mom. She put her arm around and loved people like that. But my mom struggled. And I grew up with a mom who struggled deeply. She had a hard life. I heard of one instant where when she was a little girl, somebody locked her in a little 
clubhouse, <laughs> a little dollhouse, and there was a rat in there. And they wouldn't let her out. When she came out, I was told her mouth, because of the emotional distress, physical, mental, her mouth was a screwed to the side. That plays a role in our lives. My mom was diagnosed back then. It was diagnosed differently, but bipolar. My mom had mental illness, but to the nth degree. As a child, I watched my mom have nervous breakdown over nervous breakdown. As I've studied and thought through, the brain doesn't, it, it wants to send electrical charges over a chasm so, so everything works right. That didn't work right on my mom. They were able to find medicine that helped. But and here's my observation as a, as a kid. Um, I've watched this over and over. My mom would begin to excel, accelerate in her activity, her brain, her emotions. And I don't say this to dishonor her. Um, there was many things that because of sin, biologically, there was a deficit in her mind. But I want to share some things later as well. But she would start to accelerate to some point that she became um, to a point of being uh, very angry, uh, very hostile. I would watch my dad weep over these times. As a 10-year-old, 11, not sure the age, my mom would run out of the house naked and I would get on my bike and go try to find her. And yet, I saw the grace of God on my life as I observed this. I never had one ounce of resentment. God's grace gave me love for her and respect. But he also did this for me. My mom sat in her chair mostly all the time, especially as she got older. The medicine that she was on kept her flatline. She had over the back of the chair this verse from Isaiah. I will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stead on me who trusteth in thee. Here's my observation as a child, a teenager. My mom at times did not trust the Lord. When heartaches came into her life, very close to her dad, I never knew my grandmom, but her mom, big woman, was one who ruled. That's not in God's intention of motherhood. She ruled everything. Then, when she moved, my mom moved out and got married. My other grandmom moved in. My mom never sensed a place that was her own. My dad even said at the end of his life, 
That's probably something that I shouldn't have done. And yet it's a good thing to care for your parents. But here's what I learned. Going through that difficulty, the observations that I met and saw and experienced were when we do not trust God, there's consequences. And in my mom's weakness, she couldn't control her thoughts. They would take off on her. When my grandfather died, she had an episode and a breakdown. When my brother divorced, she had an episode and a breakdown. When my uncle sued her for my father's, my grandfather's, uh, what do you call it, inheritance, she had an episode. She would have rather, and she let him have the money. She didn't care about it. But my point is saying this, and Dom just taught on it last week. I began to see what the heart will do if they do not believe God. And God used that in my life to give me, please hear this, this is nothing on my own. God gave me an extraordinary faith in him to trust him in everything. Luane and I have had heartaches of our own. There is pain in life, as Job says, as the sparks fly upward. Man who was born of woman enters into trouble because of a broken, sin-filled world. God wants to redeem that. Not to be a downer, to be an upper. God redeems everything that this world wants to ruin. We need to embrace him in that. He works everything for good. I believe that. And when we believe that, we can enter into life with a hope that's from above. Each of us has encountered heartache and trouble, family. We share that at our small group. Some of the things that go on in their families and it's just devastating. We don't want it to be. But each of us must turn to God. And I want to end with this. You've heard me say this before. Please listen. Don't be just listeners of the word. Be doers. You and I and the world we live in today and what they're destroying and help us having us think ungodly things. We have got to be men and women that are in God's word every day. We have got to understand who our God is. He sees it. It's coming to an end. But we can live victorious through all this mess. I have no idea if it's going to get darker and darker. I'm praying for a revival. There are revivals going on in different places, mostly, where there's pain and suffering. Because people are crying out to God. We need to cry out to God. We need to embrace mothers, womanhood. Thank God for what he has done, making man and woman 
to be part of this earth to illustrate to imagery who God really is. Let's not sin overtake us. Let's conquer it in Jesus' name. Let me pray. Father, it's your idea for us to have mothers. Everyone in this room has had a mom. Some have been very difficult. Childhood's rough. But Lord, help us to thank you for it because you use it as a teaching tool. You use it to bring us to you. There is nothing better than you, Lord. And our stiff, hard-heartedness, stubbornness, don't always come to you. Lord, may we learn to come to you and rejoice over all that you are doing in our lives. For Jesus' sake, amen.